0: on the Reflex Blue Show, Ben Luders brings us the third installment from Design Camp. This time, with the guys from YES! Welcome to the Reflex Blue Show. I am your host, Ben Looters. I have with me today the partners of YES, spelled Y-Y-E-S. It's a uh, design firm that is based in both Minneapolis and also in uh, Los Angeles correct correct? yes why yes (laughs) why yes and it's Ron Fleming a partner and also we have uh, Brent Stickles
1: and thanks for being on the uh, Reflex Blue Show thank you for having us yes I can't wait to hear some of the blues that you're going to play tonight (laughs) amazing amazing group of records oh
0: yes of course and I I know Brent
1: always says about the blues he says uh, I love the blues I just wish they'd write a new song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of my favorite Brent quotes. That's that's a great quote. We love <laughs> we love things like that. Wait a minute, we're going to talk about design. Now, we're, now I'm never
2: going to get to design a cover for Buddy Guy. <laughs> and you're and you're so happy about it.
0: <laughs> we may talk about design, but maybe we won't. Um, I've been trying to get to know more about how people became who they are today. So. We look at graphic design, and, and as, as I'm sure you guys agree, graphic design is not just a job, it's not just a career. It's a, It really is like a, a lifestyle. So yes. for both of you guys, right off the bat, do you have any big design influences that stand out from your childhood, from your younger years, before you were a quote-unquote graphic
2: designer? Take it, Ron.
1: Well, I mean, the, the easiest thing in the world for me to say is Paula Share, because Paula Share is the person who got me interested in, well, she didn't get me interested in design, but what she did was she validated the fact that a person like me and a person with my personality and a person who believed the things that I believed uh, could actually make a profession out of this. You know, I, I knew I wanted to be a designer from the time I was probably seven or eight years old, and I used to make garage sale signs for my mom. I was really doing... But you were
0: aware of that the field of graphic design at that
1: young Well, day. I wouldn't say I knew what it was, but I, it was what I naturally gravitated to as kind of advertising. Really? In and letter forms sense. and stuff? Yeah, typography. But, but a lot of it was just the idea, you know? I mean, the, the classic stories that I... I um, made a yard sale sign for my mom and my mom and dad and it it was a uh, she said make me a sign and I, I was probably eight years old and I drew a big slot machine and it was, hit the jackpot at 411 East Alvin San Maria and you were was, born for this you yeah, were born it's like this. Well, that's a good headline you know but uh, so I mean really I, I can't say I knew what it was but that where that's where it came from and I saw Paula speak in the late 80s And when I was at school, and Uh, you know, I was already knew I wanted to be a designer, but at the same time, her personality, everything she did, the way she talked about design, it wasn't hoity toity, it wasn't unreachable. It wasn't, I was expecting her to talk, you know, about oh, I have these great clients in New York, and all you kids don't know what this is like. And instead, she brought us in, she really told us, you know, design can be anything
2: and everything. And and that's so she was certainly number one. That's Mm. phenomenal. I I, so I studied writing in school, and so I'm more classically trained as. Uh, you, you look know, like as a, a writer, writer. doesn't uh, it's he? A, it's yeah. the tweed he? jacket. It's, I it's love a, yeah, it. The tweed. The hair. Of the so glass. I mean, <laughs> in, in, in a lot of ways, it's a great <laughs> partnership. Exactly. We've got a, a guy who studied classically t- is trained in, in design, mm-hmm. and I studied writing. But for me, you know, if anything, I would cite there's there's some family stuff about my grandfather and my uncle who were both both of them were world travelers. They were Social. They were getting out and meeting people and doing stuff, and they were curious about all kinds of things. They collected lots of stuff, and they, they just phenomenal. I'm, I've got photos of my grandfather uh, swordfish fishing down in Mexico. My Uncle Brian has traveled the world and met all kinds of crazy people and done all kinds of interesting stuff. So to me as a writer, that curiosity of lots of different little things and lots of different cultures and, and, and you know companies, objects, whatever it might be, has really influenced my, I think, professional life, my ability to flex from you know, a, a corporate thing to an institutional thing to a, you know, dif- depending on what it, the industry doesn't matter, it's kind of just the curiosity about things um, that, that's influenced that versus over any individual, one person or the other. It was that, if anything, it was that professor in college that said, you know, you write really well, you should consider a degree in that. And so sure, I went for it. So there you go. Yeah. So do you do a lot of writing now? I do. I mean, that's a lot of what I do with the firm uh, and for clients. Uh, sadly, I don't do much personal stuff. Um, uh, but, you know, my... I, that my, was a good follow-up question. Yeah. <laughs> is, do, you, do you write for yourself? I, You know, it's. Um, I spent the Christmas break this last year, two weeks, holed up in a house uh, writing and working on a project, and we'll see if it ever goes anywhere. It's a long-term goal, but honestly, running a business and all the things that come with it, um, it's great having a partner and you've got a lot of uh, shared responsibilities and you do things together. But running a business means you've got to wear a lot of hats. And, you know, one day you're doing this or one minute you're doing this, the next minute you're doing that. And it doesn't stop at 5 o'clock. It doesn't stop on Friday. It doesn't stop
1: at 5 a.m. either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Usually, exactly. And, and
2: your,
0: your guys' <laughs> business is unique in that you're in two different time zones, right? So tell me more about the dynamics of Yes. Did you just say yes? Yes. yes. Say Is that, you want. Well, first, let's start there. Where did the name come from? And the well, spelling, in particular. It came,
1: from, it came from wanting to put a positive spin on things. We had worked with some people in the past... Who maybe had given up on some things, you know? Oh, their mm-hmm. clients never gonna go for that, so why should we bother? You know, oh, that's another lousy project. And we, you know, we were too young to be that cynical at that age. So <laughs> we, uh, now we're old and cynical. Now we're gonna change the name of the film. Uh, the client will never go for that. Right. How long have you guys been doing this? Twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve now. years as yes, but twelve years before that for working for other people. So, you know. When did you
2: guys bad. meet? We met in San Diego. Good Lord, Mr. A's in probably ninety-five mm. or so. Yeah, we met we early. met at a classic steakhouse on a rooftop of a mid-century building over Martinis wearing suits and ties. Uh, well well and and that it, has uh, success uh, written all over it. I
1: also want to say too that the thing was is that I had been going to that place every Friday night wearing my thrift store suit. And uh, having a cocktail and they they didn't even want they didn't want to give me the time of day when we when I used to walk in there. And I finally got to become a regular and so then I was so proud, you know, because it was a very, very high end place. I would invite every friend that I had to come up and join me. Ah, I'm gonna be up there Friday, you know, it was my place. And nobody would ever show up and then I invited Brent one time and not not only did he show up, but he showed up in an impeccable, you know, old suit and ordered a probably... I can't imagine him doing that. That just yeah, doesn't know, exactly. like we're <laughs> definitely gonna put up Photo of you up with the uh, blog. so that's when I knew I was like well he's the, if I if I ever get the chance he's the guy to work with
2: I mean we knew we knew each other's work to some degree we were kind yeah. of competing designers we were both doing rock posters in the San Diego music scene in the nineties and I'd see Ron's work and go damn that's a cool poster how, how come I didn't get to do that <laughs> and that's and, what and, I see. And, uh, and you guys were just freelancing at the time like, oh hell I was working for you're free working tickets for... to the show. Really well, you, had a, you were working I had, for a, I had a freelance or, business, a, but yeah, okay. I was for the rock posters, man, I was just because I loved it and I got it got me into the show. Okay. Uh, and, and I was a male stripper.
1: No, I did not uh, want to know that, but uh, I can uh, see it. I can totally see it.
2: <laughs> and uh, he was one of
1: my marks. So. No, the thing the thing is, is that I was working for a, a firm of about seven or eight people, and, okay. and I think that that's where I got comfortable at that size because we all had to do
2: a little bit of everything. Yeah, and uh, that's a great size. Yeah, it's perfect. Isn't you that, know? I think I it's really where we're comfortable. Where we, I think, uh, if yes had a goal, it would be somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I, Jeff Johnson said, "I've got ten fingers. I can manage ten people. That's it." You know, and I, I think I, it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. We like having a we like having a personal hand on projects and working on things and I never really want to get to that point where I don't know what's going on in the shop. So tell me more about this
0: being based in two two different cities and there's two in LA and two in Minneapolis. Is that yep. correct? Yep. Currently, yes. Right. Yep. How do you guys communicate? How do you guys get stuff done? And and where are most of the projects being? Or
1: how, where are they most of them taking place? And. Well, most of our clients are on the West Coast because we started there, and we built up a client base there. A lot of relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, big relationships. and So, uh, you know, how do, how do we work together? I mean... Just like anybody does. I mean, we, I think we learned a virtual, we learned having a virtual office and a virtual relationship to working together when we had some clients overseas when we were working for another firm. And uh, we, we used to have to work, so one of us in London, one of us in Los Angeles, or both of us in London working with the home office in Los Angeles, or both of us in Los Angeles working with a client in London. So we really just got used to those things. Sounds crazy... frustrating to me.
2: <laughs> you must really like to be a world traveler. Well, then, you know, we're ta- this, Ron's talking too about what 12 years ago which was before Dropbox and before Skype and before right. a lot of things so but really it's been the, that virtual collaboration tools Dropbox, Skype uh, Pinterest is a, is a new one we've just started tinkering in about sharing you guys use Pinterest sharing inspiration it's like hey love it here's the project it's got a code name and, and we put it up and we start put, sticking things up of things that we see because when we were in the same office together you know when we started we sat pretty much next to each other and Ron would be like hey come take a look at this hey I found this thing and we'd we'd bounce back and forth like that and we really just I think that proximity the way we set that up initially now it's just it's that way but it's virtual and we don't have to be within voice range of each other we can still share stuff, and we can still Dropbox things, or even Pinterest things, or whatever, whatever. But we are on
1: the phone every day. We're video chatting all the time. We have critiques, uh, you know, basically scheduled critiques. We do so. We do what we call show and tell. Everybody in the studio just, just kind of dumps everything they've got onto it, onto uh, whatever medium is easiest to get
2: it across. I mean, what, and, what are you working on right now? Just screen grab it, PDF it, whatever, and send is it. Is it that or, like? A regular time oh, yeah. every week? Yeah, or A couple, a few times. A couple, of Tuesdays oh, really? and Thursdays in the afternoon. Sometimes oh, more often. Yes.
1: And so it's, yeah, I mean, we're always communicating, but yet we have a little bit of a space between us. I think the hours difference is actually kind of works in, in a good way. It, wor- it works for you. It keeps me at the office late. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. I'm two hours ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a challenge. But it doesn't, I mean, honestly, it, I mean, we're usually working late in L.A., and they're usually working late right there but I think that the reality is, is there's, there's more time that somebody's in the office and that's okay because we don't work nine to five I mean I have an idea at two in the morning Brent's finishing something up at midnight when Elise might be working on something you know on a Saturday or Sunday I mean as you right. know you talk about design being a lifestyle I think the lifestyle really is you have to be flexible I don't think anybody in this profession is really a nine to five nobody turns off you know I, I really don't I don't see that ever um, and I think we're just kind of exploiting that by having those two studios in a little bit early, it's open a little bit earlier than I'm comfortable getting up and it's closes a little later than he's probably comfortable going to bed. So, you know,
0: <laughs> it kind of works. That's, well, on that note, how do you guys balance life then? I mean, how do you find time for balance. family, for friends? <laughs> well, th- there, that's the reaction I'm looking for. Okay. So maybe, yeah. maybe you're not very well balanced. I asked, for example, I asked Paula the same question hmm. and she was like, I'm not balanced. Right. I'm at, it's out of control, and I had to make these decisions, and I had to make certain certain sacrifices, and I don't spend time. I actually got a little depressed by your answer. I was like, oh, it's, it sounded like really sad future, to me. Actually. You know, it's like if I if I want to be on that level, like I gotta like you know just get rid of my family or whatever. And it was really kind of depressing to me. So I'm just curious. Like, do you guys find time like for that, or are you able to shut it off? Because you mentioned like it's hard to sh- you know just shut it off when you have your own business and you got different time zones. Yeah. So tell me about like what that looks like or does well, look, look like
2: I, I've, I've said i've said to a lot of different people that i think design chooses you you don't choose design like mm. you know you it's a compulsion you have to do it and even though i'm a writer i'm still thinking as a designer i'm still looking you know, sure. you're exposed to stuff That's and you design. see things and you're just constantly whether you whip out a sketchbook and jot down an idea or whatever and so it's a it's not a, a eight-hour cycle it's a 24-hour cycle mm. and it's, it's constant and Absolutely. And, it, you know, it drives my wife a little nuts because, you know, we'll be, we'll be walking down the road and be like, look at that, look at how terrible that sign is current or, or look at this awful <laughs> brochure. Why I've like, never done that. You know, or, <laughs> you know, honey, we need to go see this because, I, you know, this is just going to be beautiful and amazing and I want to take you here yeah. and, and go, go check this out. So,
1: But I also think the older we get in the profession and the more, you know, time has passed under our wings. You know? oh, um, These guys
0: are about like seventy five years old. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
1: but I think that we get a little wiser about trying to add more of that in. You know, um I'm married, we're both married obviously, but it's you know My wife is, I've learned over the course of time that I need to be there for certain things. And, you know, I see her career going in certain ways where balance isn't there. And I think what we do is we kind of pull each other back into it. Uh, We're still not, I don't think, 100% balanced. But I don't think that's just the design lifestyle. I think part of that is, I mean, we live in major cities. You know, we do have our own business. If we were designing for somebody else, would we approach it differently? Probably not, because I think we well, did that lot. for years. Who's working
2: 14, 20-hour days
1: for every firm we ever worked it's for? It's why we started our own business, because we were the guys turning on the lights and turning off the lights for the people yeah. we worked for. So it's like at that point you go, well, what the hell? So I think, you know, I, I think it's a personality style, really. And I think that personality trait
2: is right, maybe a
1: design, you know, uh, breeds in designers or something. I think, I think too,
2: though, for me, it's uh, there's certain, uh, maybe you want to call it a ritual, certain rituals of, you know, in the morning having that quiet hour. Um, and it's nice being in Minneapolis because I'm two hours ahead of L.A. and I can get up and have that hour of quiet time to do maybe some personal stuff. My wife and I have a ritual on Fridays. We barbecue steaks and drink a bottle of wine and, and reconnect how was your week? What was going on? And we we share stuff and talk yeah. about things. And so you know, the, you you carve things out um, and, make, that are important yeah, to you. you, you make life r- rhythms. You make
1: rituals. You know, yeah. we, we slaughter cows and drink their blood. You know, yeah. it's a ritual. But, <laughs> no kidding.
0: <laughs> I, I can joke. see that too. No, I like it. I like it. There's that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, I like that. I think that that is really important to like find those things to, that you break up to. your you know, week and. I mean at the end
1: of the at the end of the day what's important, you know, is it family and love and those things or is it, you know, perfect kerning, you know? I'm not uh. sure. I'm not sure <laughs> Yeah, that's a toss up right there.
0: So tell me more about your guys' strong suits when it comes to design. You've already mentioned that you're a writer, Brent. Um, Do you do you know illustration, design, typography? What do you?
2: What is your role there? If if anything, I would define my I I have an advertising background. So again, it's it's about message, it's about story, it's about getting something across. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's so. That combined with I, I just absolutely adore and love editorial layout. I just love okay. magazine pages and the way that works, or, or brochure pages, Got and it. creating a pace and creating a story and and how those how that story unfolds for a corporation or for a magazine, whatever the case is. Um, absolutely love that stuff. And if you know, defining a passion, I suppose. Um, strong suit. though, it's always going to come down to me for a message, and then also even backing up before the project. I love the research and the getting The conceptual in. side of it. Well, but even before that starts, getting in and, uh, you know, interview the client, interview the people are in the office, research stuff deeply and really understand what this company or this business is about so that then I feel I can effectively tell their story or, t- or tell what they need uh, told.
0: That is so valuable. I think that's one of the things that I see lacking the most in, like young firms starting up is they think like oh yeah we're going to do a logo for so and so and they just start going away and they don't do the, the research needed and they wonder why they're doing so many revisions they wonder why you know and I, right. I really feel like if you can get inside the head of your client and know what they like and know what you know they're drawn to and what they're all about and
2: what their, their goal is you know right it's, it's what they need more yeah. than what they like because usually you know, right 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that can go around in circles uh, forever, you know. too. Yeah. yeah
2: absolutely that's beautiful what yeah. about
0: you
1: well, I think I think both of us are, are strong uh, on the con- uh, conceptual portion of things. I mean, what's my what was the question? Specialty? Or yeah. What's your you
0: your your? I was looking at your his work. It's very beautiful, and I just I'm, I'm wondering, like, what parts of it do you guys Plus do, you or do you just or do you just hire, hire other people to do oh, it for no, you? Oh no, 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 we
2: don't do that. I mean, we're very hands on. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think personally, I would probably say my strengths in design are probably. Getting a lot of ideas down quickly. I mean, I am I am inundated with ideas all the time. It's like thumbnails. Oh yeah, tons of sketching and thumbnails, and and, uh, most of it's crap, you know. But oh, stop it! Well, no, I mean it's true for anybody. (laughs) You know, I know. What I like to do is kind of bring a lot of ideas to the table and start weeding them out, and you know, getting uh, the the critique of the other people in the studio is super important because, you know, sometimes. I might fall in love with an idea. Never the first one, hopefully. But, I mean, you fall in love with an idea, but once you get other people's perspective on it, you go, ah, then you go, then I go back and do a lot more sketching. But I think, you know, I'm not a fussy designer. I like things to happen fast. Not in the sense that thing has to be finished fast, but I like the uh, spontaneity with that comes out of thinking and acting fast in a design way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that you can polish something too far. Um but I think that's another thing. That reason that we're we still have a studio that's somewhat successful. We're still friends. We still have uh, great employees because we. I think we're both kind of where I lack in some areas. Brent picks it up and goes, "Ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's great. You got these ideas down fast, but it needs still needs polish." Or I'll go, <laughs> "Yeah, Brent, that's going too far. You know, come on, let's pull it back. You're losing the this. You know, whatever." I'm well, just just an example, but so I think we we share those. Um, We share a nice, what's the word? There's a balance to it. Oh, there's the balance we were looking for. Yeah. Oh, there it is. No, look, to to me, as my
2: career has gone on, I love, um, one of the best things that's ever happened to me is working with, getting to a point where I get to hire and work with young people. And um, it's taught me a lot, even about working with a guy that I've been working with for so long, it, you, you find the nuggets in the ideas and just because an idea is on the table doesn't mean that's it or anybody's married to it or it's finished you find the good stuff and one of the great things about working with Ron is he will he's a freaking fire hose of ideas and sometimes it's, it's overwhelming and it just knocks you on your butt and you just go oh I, there's too yeah. much here I don't know what to do with this but then you sit that back and you pick and you go okay that, that works that works that works and Ron's the kind of guy that's like great i don't care about the rest of them we found three they're great let's do it and run well and i think also like i get really
1: excited about a project and i'll have 10 ideas before the before the estimate before the, cr- before the
2: creative brief is written yeah. the estimate <laughs> so oh, exactly so
1: you know and i'll jot that stuff down and i'll tell brent like oh man forget that project like check this out this would be great no it's not i'm not talking about typography and i'm not talking about color palettes i'm talking about Big picture ideas, and you know, and Brent will always be like, "I haven't signed the estimate yet. Just put
2: that aside. Isn't there other things to work on? Right? We have paying clients to work on." But the thing is, can you guess who handles the books? (laughs) Uh,
1: But you can't. You can't put that as a designer. I can't just turn that off. Nor do I want to, because it doesn't take additional time for me. It's coming out of me naturally. Mm -hmm. So I put it down, and sometimes it's usable, sometimes it's not. But I guess that's to answer your question. We work in totally different ways.
2: But look, it's a lesson in uh, design never stops. You, you yeah. Just because you don't have an uh, estimate signed or a brief signed or anything else, you, you're still thinking about it. You get excited. The client says, yeah, we want you to do this. And you get excited about it. And you start thinking about it. And, I, and, 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 I and it doesn't matter if it's after five or it's a weekend. You're still thinking. you're like, hey, I got an idea. Yeah. I know Brent will vouch for me when I say I'm redesigning three or four things in this room
1: right now.
0: <laughs> that sign.
1: <laughs> I just that's how we think, you know. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: that sign's just nasty. I may have to take a picture of that and put that up with this oh, post. Wow. It's I don't not know that's <laughs> not bad. Let's not get thrown out of this place. You, you know? Wait, did you guys design that? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, right. yeah. It runs freelancing again. Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that's right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's talk really briefly about Design Camp before we go. Um, Brent, you're kind of emceeing for this so What
2: what yeah. are, what, what, are the ro- what, what ro- is your role official role with well, I, camp? I've been on board of directors of AIGA Minnesota since I moved to Minnesota and when I moved out here it was part family uh, consideration and part of it was looking at the design community out here and going look at this AIGA chapter and the amazing stuff they do uh, that's a community I can be part of and it was things like design camp that drew me and said yeah honey we can make Minnesota work this will be mm-hmm. great um, so I joined the board, started to help lead the chapter. I mean, just volunteering and being part of that thing was amazing and gave me the, the creative outlets and the camaraderie and everything else. But it, to, specifically to your question, I became the, the MC and host a couple of years ago uh, of camp. And it, it, it gave. It, what we decided is it gives camp a through line of having, when that big tall guy walks on stage, there's gonna, something's gonna be said. So I, and I, it's such an honor for me. I get to introduce all the speakers I get to ask them the first question uh, of the Q&A. So, I, I, look, I can I can ask Chip Kidd anything I want. I can ask Paula Cher anything I want. It's my privilege. I get the first question. And that is a privilege. It's such an And, it, and I oh, take yeah. it really seriously because yeah. I sit there through their whole lecture and I'm sitting there making notes like, okay, well, I can follow up with this. I can follow up with this. So, you know, but it's a role I take really seriously but it's also a, a ton of fun. Um, camp is what 32 years old now. That's unbelievable. Um, up here in the north woods we're isolated. All the speakers are hanging out. I mean, they're, all the speakers are down in the bar right now drinking. What yes. are we doing let's up yeah, here? I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, one. let's wrap you know, this thing up. So, it, but it's you know, we're, so we're all interacting with them both on the stage and off the stage. So, I mean, that, but that's kind of summary of camp. Look, we can go on and on about camp. <laughs> but, but I think
1: also, you know, I just want to. Ron's
2: one. a first timer here too. Oh, so me you know, too. too. <laughs> it's a different perspective. Yeah, I like it.
1: Well, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think for me, it's it's something that uh, I, when the studio that I grew up in, the studio that my mentor Tyler Blick, he always encouraged us to be part of AIGA. He always encouraged us and pay for us to go to <laughs> seminars and, and conferences and things like this. And um, we got really, uh, I got really inspired by that. You know, I always come away from something like this more, you know, more inspired than I was before. And sometimes a little depressed because I'm like envious of some people's work. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But at the same point, um, I think it's really important to do it. And uh, it doesn't matter how long you've been designing or working in the profession there's always stuff to learn of course and that's cliche but so what we do is now we offer it to a lot of things like this to our employees one of our employees is here with us who's local so you know it's sort of like we encourage it we make sure all our all our employees are members of AIGA it's part of their part of their um, package you know their offer and we encourage them to do this kind of stuff because
2: we still love it they're gonna love it if they're you know, at all into this profession for the the life, you know. It's highly motivating. I mean, I come away from stuff like this. I mean, whether it's an evening lecture or it's a full weekend like this, I just come away energized and excited and I can't wait to start doing some work again and, and, you know, come out of, not so much with new ideas, but just new energy. Plus, we get
1: to meet cool people like
2: you. Oh, right stop of. it. No, and, that's and, true. and on that high note. All right. I, think, I, think I, don't, I don't know if we talk can talk that ball. You know, what? I handed so, you that I love you, it. You, you, you told me yesterday you probably met 75 people yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's I like did. just shaking hands and kissing oh. babies and, and oh, yeah. amazing people. I didn't yeah. see the babies, but all right. Right. <laughs> oh, thank God. That's, <laughs> right, that's right. No,
1: it just bounced around the table after table and got to meet a lot of people. It was great. Because you never know. You know, we had just. A, final thought, but just yeah. to... Uh,
2: I got all night. It was Eric, yeah, <laughs> Eric Matson. <laughs> Eric Matson, yeah.
1: Now, I didn't know who Eric was, um, but we sat and we were having lunch. He was at our table, and he was um, chatting with us, and he's just fairly quiet, but he was but he was a very nice and, and engaged guy. Yeah. And But I didn't know who he was, and then I went, and immediately afterwards, he gave a speech that, you know, or gave a presentation that was very emotional, it was very heartfelt, um, it was obvious that he's a uh, and more passionate about design than most people you yeah. ever meet and it was like wow And here's the, the thing is I felt like wow I had this opportunity to talk to that guy even yeah. more and I didn't know him and I didn't so to me it's sort of like you learn those things and then you have another few days to go and find that guy yeah. and talk to him again because that's just the, the joy of it all there's so many people here there's three what is it 300, 400 people 350 yeah, yeah so you're never going to talk to them all but it's each one of them makes you want to come back the next year right and go, yeah, let's do it again. Let's meet some other incredible
0: people. On that comment about Eric Madsen, I was at the same table, and I was actually he was right across from me uh, at lunch yesterday. And I started asking. I had no idea who he was either. Yeah. And he looked like he could be a speaker, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. So I just started asking him questions about, like, so, like, where are you from? How did you end up in Minneapolis? Asking all these questions that I had no idea he was about to answer in the second. Yeah. And he just stopped say. me, and he's like, are you going to be at my session? And I was like sure and he's like <laughs> I'll answer all these questions there and sure enough he did he really and he told his whole life story with right. pictures and it was like literally everything that I was I wanted to know totally. which was his life he just I mean all the shared. things
1: about him and playing music and
2: you know uh, his first jobs and going to uh, I mean just Unbelievable! Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's hoping to get him fun. on here. Maybe Look, that's a, but that's oh, a great yeah. example of it's design as a lifestyle. I mean, he yeah. he lived it, and it was in his collections. It was in the way he did his studio. It was in the things he was interested in, you know. And he was telling a life story of a designer who's now moved on into fine art. He's he's mostly retired from the professional design world, but he still is involved with AIGA. He's still mentoring people. And he's doing fine art now, but it's still design as a lifestyle. He really and, encapsulated that.
1: And that's an important thing about these events, too, this type of event, is that I came here knowing Paula Scher, knew all, all of her work, knew she was the inspirational one in my life, you know. so But I loved her, her speech, and that was worth the price of admission yeah. alone. Her presentation, I keep saying speech, but that's not Yeah, it was really vacuum. much more. Yeah. And, but yet I'll never forget Eric Madsen because of his um, passion and his ability to bring a crowd of 350 people to tears, you know, really about his life in design. And I'm not talking about his work, you know. As far as his work, some of, I, some of the work I looked at and I said, that's great. And, I, you know, and some of it I didn't like. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's true of any designer. But it's more about how he couched it. And now I'll never forget the guy. So I think that's really important. Now I have another great design mentor and somebody that I can take some of what he taught me in that presentation and, and try to employ it in my own career. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, design camp. Kids sign up <laughs> for next year.
2: Um, bring first, a tent. That's first, right, bring a tent. First weekend in October, right? Yeah, first weekend in October every year there you go I brought a tent and set it up in my room <laughs> just I so love feel you know, love it we're going to light it on
1: fire tonight
0: <laughs> Ron, Brent thank you so much for being on the thank show you, you can find these guys at yes.org or, yeah. I almost said com so thanks for correcting me yes.org yes. y-y-e-s.org thank you so much for being on the Reflex Blue Show thanks for having us thank
1: you very much go get a drink
0: Thank you for listening to the Reflex Blue Show. For more information, visit 36point.com. The Reflex Blue Show was created by Donovan Beery and Nate Voss.